welcome to a better lifestyle. I am your host, Richard, and I will be with you throughout this journey. This show is here to empower individuals to do more in life professionally. You will find a variety of topics that will help you to be more productive and more successful. So join me and the professionals from different industries as we bring education and knowledge for more success. Hi, if this is your first time listening to the show and you like it, subscribe to the podcast at the end and please give it a review. Share the episode or the show with someone who you think would like it. And to all my faithful listeners, thank you for keep on listening. And if you could do the same, give it a review, share the podcast or the episode. It would be very appreciated. So on that note, thank you. And let's get started. Hi, everybody. My name is Richard Lesperance, and I go by the name of My Man Richard. Uh, welcome to A Better Lifestyle. Today, uh, today I believe we have uh, I have a future uh, billionaire with me. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> uh, his name is uh, John Mendez, so he's doing some great stuff. Uh, he's on uh, he's on a journey of uh, financial independence, financial freedom. So we're gonna talk to him a little bit, and uh, it's gonna be—I uh, think it's gonna be pretty inspirational for some people if they have goals and uh, stuff that they want to do. Uh, please, John, give us uh, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself in a few minutes, your story, and uh, we'll start. Uh, we'll start. Uh, we'll start the podcast. Yeah, well, first, before I get into that, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. Excited to be here and excited to see where this conversation takes us. So a little bit about me. Uh, as you said, my name is John Mendez. I'm the host of the Walk to Wealth podcast, where I enlighten and empower young adults to build wealthy, abundant lives. But it wasn't always this way, right? So I grew up in the projects. There was nine of us in a two-bedroom. Money was always tight growing up. Father was absent. Mom suffered from mental health issues, so me and her never really got along because as a kid, some of those things are very hard to grasp, those concepts like depression, anxiety. It's just like, oh, my mom wasn't the mom I needed her to be. So I never really understood as a kid and it affected our relationship. And so growing up, as I said, we grew up, we had Section 8, which is like subsidized housing here um, in the U.S. And so growing up, money was never really something that I ever thought to make. I wasn't an entrepreneur. I like to say like that I didn't have the paper out. I didn't have the candy bars in schools or selling sneakers. And then fast forward a little bit. I'm in college now. This is fall of 2020. And I happened to stop by this Barnes and Nobles. And I picked up this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which a lot of people know by the Purple Bible or whatever. And so I read that book and it shifted my paradigm just enough to realize that there was another world out there that wasn't being taught in school, wasn't being taught in my environment, wasn't being taught at home. And then from there, I kind of jumped into this personal finance rabbit hole and I started learning about personal finance and how to build my credit and how to invest in index funds and which bank accounts I should use and how to manage my money. And when I came back that spring semester, I was still taking online virtual classes for my college and I was still taking them from home. So I was like, I can't go back to doing these general education courses, not learning anything that really matters in life. And I just spent this entire winter break learning about 
all this stuff that actually does matter. It's like how to understand money, financial literacy, how to manage that stuff. And so from there, I pretty much decided to stop showing up for my college classes. I signed up for my real estate course to get my license. Ended up getting a license at two weeks after I turned 20. And a couple months after that, I started Walk to Wealth. And the story behind the name is for the 99% of us that aren't overnight sensations, it's a long walk to wealth. And some may walk faster than others. But what good is sprinting to the finish line if you pass out when you cross it? So why uh, why do you want to become wealthy? Yeah, so for me, I just want to make a clear distinction before I get into the answer. I learned very early on that wealth and riches are two very separate things. So when I talk about wealth, it's more so abundance in all your areas of life, not just the monetary side of things, which a lot of people tend to get confused. And so the reason I want wealth is because I want to make a massive impact in this world. And that is one of the ways to do so. And there's only so much you can make. And it's very selfish of you to think that I only need to make, let's say you need 50,000 to live a year, right? If I make 50,000 a year, I'm good. Well, what if your grandma needs you? What if your friends needs you? What if that charity that you like to support to needs you? What if all these other people, if you're only trying to make enough just to make your own men ends meet, you won't be able to make the impact that you want to in life. So for me, I want to experience wealth because I want to experience time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom so I can live my life by design and impact more and more lives as I become freer and freer. And then again, it gets to a certain point in time where, of course, I'm not going to need to have all that money. So guess what I'm going to find ways to do with? I'm going to find more ways to help more people reach bigger audiences, reach bigger opportunities to speak and spread the message and inspire and enlighten you know, more young adults. And it's something that's going to be an ongoing journey. But it's something that I wanted to share because a lot of people wait until they're successful to start giving back. I'm still in my journey in real time and document it and sharing it along the way. So that's kind of why I want to experience wealth and get to wealth so that I can help other people that grew up like me, grew up in the projects, didn't grow up in going to private schools and with money in their back pocket that had to kind of figure it out and got this kind of burning feeling in them, but it was never cultivated in the right way. So now it's like they feel a little lost. They know they don't want to take the traditional route, but they don't really know where to go about doing so. Okay. Uh, do you have a, a time frame or a number in mind that uh, that you have uh, set for yourself? Like, do you want to be a millionaire or a billionaire? Or like, do you want that to happen in this decade and five years and 10 years? What's your, what's your whole vision? Yeah, my short-term goal, really. So I suffered from shiny object syndrome, like a lot of us entrepreneurs happen to su suffer with. And it wasn't until December that I really started locking in and doubling down on what I truly want to do and what fulfills me the most, which is podcasting. So I had to kind of shift my entire plans that I had originally set because my goal was originally to become the top real estate agent so I can get back into real estate investing and then eventually get into public speaking. But then that didn't end up playing out the way I had originally planned. So now that I'm doubled down for the podcast, my main goal for this year is really is to get to 100,000 downloads and get to at least 1,000 people on my email list, because if I get to those numbers, then that's a start. That's a start to get me going off the ground and have an audience of people that I'm genuinely impacting that are being transformed by the content that I'm putting out there and the education and everything. And then from there, what I'm going to do there is then focus on how can I make sure that I provide the utmost value to this community and just cater them and you know cultivate them 
so that they can grow and experience wealth in their own lives and then continue to do so with more and more people. So my short-term goal is really just that 100,000 downloads, 1,000 people in my email list. And from there, in terms of monetary stuff, money was never the end that I was chasing after. There's more so fulfillment. And I know that I'm in alignment just by how I feel when I get up and start doing these podcasts, not even just the podcast that I hop on as a guest, but when I do my own show, when I'm starting to talk to these people and it's like, damn, this is going to be a good episode. I know that people are going to find this valuable and it just gives me so much energy. And so for me, it's more so about impacting lives and generating passive impact versus generating passive income. If I could change people's lives in my sleep, I know that I'm doing something right and I would never have to worry about money after that. Mm. What do you look up to in the business world? I would say I look up to several people. I'm a very open-minded person, so I can't think, put my finger on one person. I never had a role model per se. So many different people influenced me. Some of the biggest influencers when I started off that helped me learn about personal finance, this guy named Graham Stephan, this guy named Andre Jick, uh, Brian Jung, this guy named Ask Sebi. These are all YouTube guys that talk about like how to build credit, how to invest in index funds, how to budget, which bank accounts you use, stuff like that, like simple personal finance stuff. But then as I started to grow in my entrepreneurial journey, guys like Russell Brunson, Alex Hermosi, Grant Cardone, one guy I love that's more so, and you may or may not know him because you're in Canada, but Jordan Peterson, I love that guy to death. That guy is one of the most articulate people I've ever seen on the planet. Um, and just people like that that are just very honorable and stand behind you know their values and are not afraid to go against the grain and stand for what they believe i feel like it's something that is more people should aspire to be like in a world where uh, cancellation seems to be at the throat of everybody's neck if you say one thing or slip up you know one time uh so how's your journey at the moment right now yeah so i'd say there's four main steps just from what i've learned and all the people i've been able to interview there's four main pillars, I feel, to building a wealthy, abundant life for mindset, personal finance, entrepreneurship, real estate, and sometimes three and four kind of intertwined. So you could kill two birds with one stone, depending on how you do it. But right now, I'm in stage three right now. It's getting this entrepreneurship stuff down and really figuring out the business world so I can grow my own business. And then from there, it's going to be then investing into real estate somehow. And then for me, the way I'm going to invest back into real estate and syndications, I may do Airbnbs just because my girlfriend likes that. And she, I'm not, well, I don't really want to be a landlord, but I know that syndications are usually a higher barrier to entry. So right now, just really focusing on growing the show, building my authority, building my audience. And then from there, once I master this entrepreneurship game, getting back into real estate investing so I can get that passive stream of income. Hmm. Do you get, uh, do you get discouraged at times? All the time. process? Last year I got discouraged several times. And for me, I don't get discouraged in a day to day. It's just like there are a couple of times last year where I just sat down and, think to, and thought to myself, like, you know, what the F am I doing? And like, what am I doing with myself? I set all these plans, all these goals and, Nothing was playing out the way I had originally planned out, the way I originally drew it up. And for me, it just a lot of questioning myself. It's like, is this the path? Am I on the right way? Am I taking the right steps? Why am I getting so distracted? Why am I not doing the things I need to do? But ever since I started doubling down on a podcast, I haven't had much 
I wouldn't say I haven't had any of those days yet since I've really started doubling down. Okay. So how do you, uh, what's, uh, what keeps you moving? Yeah. What keeps me moving? It's that entrepreneurial bug. You can't turn it off once it's in you. It's something where I feel like genuinely everyone's an entrepreneur. Like I never, if you see any kid that hasn't experienced some form of trauma, like any kid that's just still an innocent little kid, they're creative. They dream. They think big. That's all an entrepreneur really is. They just happen to learn business. That's the only difference between a kid and an entrepreneur. It's just one knows business and one doesn't. A kid, they just th think big, but like an entrepreneur, they think big. They're dreamers. They're visual. They're the visionaries. They just understand business, right? So I just feel like as people grow up, that entrepreneur, that little kid in them tends to get kind of swept under the rug whether it's through indoctrination, whether it's through trauma, whether it's through some hardship that you might have faced, whether it's through growing up in scarce or poverty, um, poverty ridden conditions, things like that. And so what keeps me going, I always had that in me just to compete and just be hardworking. And then once I shifted it towards entrepreneurship, it's like something I can't turn off anymore. It's like always on go. So what else, what have, uh, what else, what are some, uh success that you had in the past or past success or past failures yeah so past failures as i said last year money wise i barely made anything at all i was tight I fought, real estate leads were falling through the cracks i started up a social media marketing agency and i've taught hundreds of realtors social media marketing through classes so i tried to turn that incorporate that and turn that into a business and i was going to offer content creation services then after my first client i realized that hey I actually don't want to create content for other people because I already do this for myself and this is too much work. So I just scrapped that idea and threw it to the side. And so, and then our podcast numbers from August to December were August to November were going down each month, month after month. So it's like I had all these things and I had originally planned to leave the restaurant job that I'm working part-time back in February of last year. And so all these things that didn't go my way, I'd say were failures. And in terms of success, once I started doubling down on a podcast, We hit top 5% globally. I spoke at PodFest Expo in Orlando this past month in January. Literally this this more, this uh, afternoon from the day we're recording this, I was a speaker for the 10X stage, not a speaker, a judge. The 10X stage agency, which is one of Grant Cardone's companies, they had a speaker finale and it started off as 27,000 applicants and it narrowed it down to four finalists. And I was able to be one of the judges for the conference for the speakers. So that was an amazing opportunity because the grant ten the 10x agency is super big. What else? I have a virtual summit I'm planning next month, a course coming out. I'm planning my hundredth podcast episode in May. So ever since I started doubling down, as I said, it's kind of been a recurring theme throughout this conversation. But I I've started to hit a lot more milestones and I've started to land a lot bigger guests on my show. So it's starting to finally roll the ball is starting to finally roll my way. Hmm. Do you, uh, how's your day to day, uh, your day to day work? What do you, uh, what do you do? Like, uh, do you have a plan like for the whole month, the week? So, how's your schedule? Yeah, normally Mondays, I do it. Mondays are a little more chill for me, do a lot, a lot more admin stuff, some editing stuff there for the podcast and stuff like that. Normally, Tuesdays and Thursdays are loaded with calls. I am, that's when I schedule all of my guest interviews appearances normally. And that's also when I schedule all my interviews for my own personal show and my pre-show calls for my personal show. 
So my Tuesdays and Thursdays are usually like loaded from 11 till in the evening. And then Wednesdays, it depends on where I focus on where I need it the most. So if I needed to catch up on some editing, I go there. Uh, Fridays, I same thing, vice versa. I, I apply my attention to where I need it to be. And then I work Friday dinner, Saturday dinner, and Sunday brunch normally at the restaurant. So that's usually how my schedule goes on a day-to-day. Do you uh, do you plan, I'm not sure if you had mentioned it before, do you plan to uh, monetize uh, the podcast in the future? Yeah, definitely. I tried already. That's one of my, my other failures. I tried to do it as a subscription model, but then nobody subscribed. So I was like, well, I guess this idea doesn't work out too well for me. So I ended up scrapping that idea. So I'm back to the drawing board now, but I'm actually not really worried about monetization in the short term because as I, my podcast gets better, as my audience grows, whatever the audience needs, that's what I'm going to make. So if the audience that listen to my show are like, hey, John, I'm really struggling with uh, budgeting, I'll create a course on budgeting. Hey, John, I'm really struggling with how to get my first business started. I'll create a course on how to do that. Hey, John, I'm really struggling with direction. I'll start coaching, right? So what I make from here on out is going to be based off what the community that I cultivate needs so that I'm not trying to figure out what's that thing. I'm just going to keep on providing value. And as my community grows, I'm just going to stay in good relation with that community so that when they call for my help, I can provide them the help they need and then focus it around that. Mm. So what do you see? What do you see yourself in five to 10 years? Financially, to- yeah, financially, professionally, like your whole vision, where do you see yourself? Yeah, financially, by 25, I'm going to be financially free, time free, location free. I may be able to pretty much work from anywhere, work when I want, how I want. And I'm going to most likely be at that time doing more so speaking, <clears throat> of course, still podcasting. I'm going to have a team behind me for the content creation, for the podcast editing, for the scheduling, all that jazz. So I can step into my role as a CEO and not be wearing all those hats. I can just enjoy talking and showing up for the conversations. I'll also be uh, personally by that time, probably... I just hit today. My, it was my second year anniversary with my girlfriend. So in four years now, that'll be what, six years? So maybe mo- maybe probably engaged already or or married, depending. Uh, so I have that going strong. I'm most likely going to be traveling a ton, one for conferences and two for personal. And three, just the Walk to Wealth podcast is going to be a movement of people that are all trying to build wealth, that are not trying to take the traditional path. And I'm have like a giant like tribe of people that are all kind of on the part of the movement and are going in the same direction. It may be through different vehicles, but all going kind of in the same direction. So what have you learned so far uh, since you started this journey? Well, I could probably spit out a laundry list of things, honestly, but some of the most impactful things that I've learned is that it's very hard to continue to have your limiting beliefs when you try to explain it to people who are already successful because to explain it to them and they've probably gone through their own struggles and overcame it and now are doing big things 
you kind of have to figure out reasons to justify. But when you get around some of these big thinking people, these really optimistic people that have these insane dreams and insane visions of how much they want to accomplish, when you get around those people, it's so inspiring because it's like, if you're thinking that big, then I can think that big too. It's possible. There's opportunity everywhere. And the only reason that we don't have opportunity is because we're not smart enough to recognize the opportunities in front of us because there's millionaires being made every day. And not saying that it's all about money, but there's ways to find success in every endeavor. If you're only smart enough to recognize it, you would be able to do so. So the reason I'm not a billionaire millionaire, because I'm not smart enough to do so right now. I'm not smart enough to recognize the opportunities, to recognize the gaps in the market, but best believe there's someone out there that is. So the longer I keep investing in myself and personal development and reading the books and joining masterminds and going to conferences and interviewing successful people that have already walked the road that I'm trying to head down. The more I do that, the more likely I am to gain more knowledge. And as I apply that knowledge, the more likely I am to see and uncover the opportunities that were always there in front of me. So what would you say to someone who wants to take that road of uh, financial independence? I'd say it should be a mandatory road that we all strive for. If you wanted to take the financial independent, why not be independent? Why rely on someone else? I feel like, and especially, this is a little bit more geared toward the men now, but like as a man, it's like, as the provider, you're supposed to provide, not rely for the most part, right? So for me, and just from my personal upbringing, my personal beliefs, it's like the only way to be secure is to take life into your own hands. Now, there's a pro and a con to that. The con is, if your life fails miserably, it's entirely on your fault. The pro of that is that if your life becomes a massive success, it's also entirely your fault. And I'd rather play life by my own rule in my own hands and take life into my own hands than be okay being just hovering in the middle. And so that's personally my view of the world. And just knowing that once you take your life into your own hands, there's a lot of responsibility and it always comes back to that old adage of with great power comes great responsibility, right? And so if you adopt this entrepreneurial path that you want to head down or even not entrepreneur maybe you want to still work for within a company but you want to achieve financial independence just know that you're going to have to do what majority of other people aren't doing because majority of people here in the western world are splurging on things they don't need are buying things that they really have no value besides materialistic looks and status and so focusing on the things that are actually going to put a return back in your pocket. You may not fit in the same circles because a lot of people still aren't, are just trying to live every day with no responsibility. But it's a role where once you do get that financial independence, it's well worth living. That's why I'm continuing to strive for it. Hmm. So I know your focus, uh, your focus right now is on uh, your, your podcast. Talk to us a little bit about uh, your podcast, how long it's been uh, around and uh, what do you talk about? What is it all about? Yeah, so the podcast is called Rock to Wealth, as I said. The main four pillars of content is personal finance, mindset, real estate, and entrepreneurship. I've interviewed successful entrepreneurs. This year, I have a bunch of heavy hitting guests that I got coming on. So I am super excited and looking forward to those. I also am doing a lot more in-person, I mean, solo style episodes where I just kind of go sometimes off the cuff. And let's say I read a good book, I 
share some of the things I learned or I came back for a conference, I'll share some of the things I learned. I'm doing like monthly recap solo episodes where I just talk about what I overcame in that month and just being a lot more transparent, documenting my journey. And hopefully it, that inspires other people because they don't share the dark side. They don't share the day-to-day stuff when you go on a lot of these podcasts and when you go on a lot of these courses and these a lot of these influencer social media channels. And so I want to start being more transparent, sharing more of the day-to-day stuff so that people realize that, hey, it's a lot of ups and downs, but you once you get find that stride, it's easy to st- you know keep running. So that's pretty much what I talk about for the most part. It's geared towards a younger audience, but there's something that can always be taken away no matter what age you are. Where can uh, people find you on uh, social media or the internet? Yeah, so if you go to www.walk2wealth.com, again, that's www.walk2wealth.com, there you can go check out the podcast. All my social media channels are on that website. That's where you can connect with me. And if you want to start a conversation, feel free to DM me and I'll gladly spark up a conversation. Last words in uh, regards to everything we talked about? The last thing I'd say is, and this is going to be more so on the topic of why reach financial independence and i'll say end with this right when you're born you look like your parents when you die you look like your choices so make sure you live every day taking the choices that will get you to the place you want to be and make the choices that will turn you into the person that you want to become in order to achieve the goals that you want to achieve Thank you for listening. If there's any topics you would like me to touch, feel free to reach out to me and I'll do my best to make it happen. I'm on most social media platforms and you could send me an email. You will find the links in the show notes. And also, don't forget, if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you like it, please don't forget to subscribe at the end. Thank you and see you next time.